Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, I love it when we get some applause. And believe me, I promise you, it's not about the articles going up, even though we are all excited over here about articles are finally going on the website. What? You haven't looked at the website yet? That's what you get. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Eat Sleep Fantasy Dynasty Night. I will be your host, Austin. Steven, what's going on? What's going on, Austin? How you doing, man? Hey, give me a... Quick description of what this pod's about. So it's just, you know, an extension of Feet Sleep Fantasy. This is Dynasty Night. Uh, this is where we're just going to go through uh, various topics throughout the weeks, uh, mainly focusing on Dynasty. Nice, nice. Hey, John, hey, why don't you tell the audience and listeners to get a little preview of what's going to happen tonight or what we're going to talk about? Man, it, this is such a fun time because there's actual football practices going on with OTAs and mini camps on the way. And so we're going to break down some of the relevant news and some recent signings. And then we're going to get into the meat of the podcast and talk about different running backs that we are higher or lower on than the general consensus. So this is the time where you start to kind of fall in love with certain players and where they're being drafted. And we're going to have a blast. So we wanted Dale on tonight, but he doesn't like the Darkwing Duck of Dynasty. So I told him he can't come back on our pod until he comes up with a Dynasty nickname. <laughs> so until then, I hey, love you, Dale. Be listening. Dirty D. Hey, so fellas, I got a story for you real quick, and I really can't wait to see your reaction. You all ready? Oh, man. So I'm, I'm listening to the radio and they do these second date chances. And, you know, I've been out of the dating game for like 40 plus years, it feels like. Oh, wait, I am 40 plus years. Anyways, I've been out of the dating game for like 24 years. So 25 years. And they had this chick and his dude on. And I felt so bad for this kid because, you know, I guess he uh, met this girl on a, a dating app, um, which is, you know, red flag number one. Because I'm like, you really meet people on dating apps these days? And... So he, they went on this date and I guess she was really pretty. He was really nervous and he screwed up by talking about his ex-girlfriend. Um, but later on you find out he wanted to take a picture and post it, uh, this girl he was trying to date and post it on his Facebook just to make her jealous. That to me sounds a little creepy. What do you oh, say? I, shoot, man. Um, you try to make her jealous, man. You got to You got to flaunt what you got out there, man. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I, but would you tell your date? No, he messed up. Hey, l- I want to make this several times. Lots of red flags on this one. But I understand what he's trying to do. He, he's trying to up his own stock by seeing what he can do. And I, I, I don't know why you would go on the radio and tell the story <laughs> or tell oh, her you why you're oh, doing it. You haven't it. even heard the worst of it yet. So the poor kid. He said he spent like 40 minutes of the date on the toilet because he had diarrhea. Okay, red flag number seven. Okay, yep, exactly. So he paid, they both left. So he calls the radio station because she won't answer the any of his phone calls or texts, of course. I mean, it didn't sound like it was a good date, obviously. But listen to this shit. So she gets on. He doesn't know she's on the other line. She's like, hey, dating's hard out these days. You know, I, I know I'm an attractive girl and stuff like that. But um, while we were sitting there and he wanted to take a picture with 
with me about to make his ex-girlfriend jealous, I offered him some laxative chocolates. Um, <laughs> and yes, I had to cleanse his palate. Yes, exactly. That's the expression I'm looking for right there. What are your thoughts on this? Who's the bigger douchebag? Oh, God, man. I don't John, know. That's, anything, that's pretty anything? competitive. I think they're a match made in heaven. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. If, that, if not, if not, they both ruin their chances of getting laid over the next couple of years going on the radio and talking about did that she, shit. Did she tell him that they were laxatives or she just gave him a piece of chocolate? No, no. Nope. She gave him a piece of chocolate. She said, hey, these will cleanse your palate. What kind of monster carries around laxative chocolates? Maybe she maybe she didn't like him and that's her weapon instead of like mace or something like that. If I you don't, don't like somebody, you just yeah. say, hey, man, this ain't going to work out. Thanks a lot. You have a good one. Peace. Don't like ruin his freaking bunghole. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. She's a hateful bitch. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's so bad. I could not believe that. But she she goes, oh, in this day and age, you never know who you're going to come up to when you go on these type yeah, of Yeah, you might come up to a psychopath that has laxative chocolates. <laughs> Oh man, this is the exact how I wanted this to go. Oh, so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so hey, terrible if, though. If you're poor out there guy. dating, do not take chocolate as a palate cleanser. That is the rule of thumb. So, so so now this is two things. So you don't take chocolates from a date that you met at a dating site, and as always, never take candy from somebody in a windowless van. Man, oh, there you stranger go. danger. Yep. I guess you're right. <laughs> So, hey, that was an awesome story. I, I had to tell that one today. So, all right, fellas, we got a little bit of housekeeping to uh, talk about. Hey, so I know this is Dynasty Night, um, but just to give you all a heads up. So if you show up here and listen to us, maybe in the next couple next couple weeks, we will be transitioning to a little bit of daily fantasy sports or DFS. Um, basically, what I'll do is I'll go over what I've learned over the past four or five years. Um, just to help make sure that Eat Nation comes across and uh, makes that mad cheese this season. So, so if we uh, if we don't have Dynasty Night, we're still gonna have a uh, DFS. So stay tuned. Hey John, why don't you tell us about NFFC? Yeah, so the the guys are going out to Dallas and Fort Worth, and it's in Arlington. It's all over the Metroplex down there. And so if you are out there, it's going to be a blast. Come out, and they're going to be at Radio Row. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it out for this one. I was just out there for the NFL draft, but that's out there. And then we got Vegas coming up, and I will be there for that. We will be broadcasting live from Top Golf in Vegas. Uh, as people are drafting a lot of fun stuff coming out for you yeah, um eat sleep fantasy sorry i had a heart attack there um <laughs> so yeah good stuff's out there hey so i have to go back because you know i had the applause and it wasn't because of the articles it was because we were under 100 days until nfl kickoff so i i can't believe i jacked that up i told you i gotta write stuff down specifically but uh Speaking of the website and articles, hey, Stephen, why don't you talk about the website a little bit? So a lot of good things going on right now, guys. As you know, we've been talking about it already for a couple of weeks and, you know, we've been pushing you guys to go check it out and you, know, you can always catch the latest pod on there. Uh, but we have articles that are now published and we have a bunch of them locked and loaded. Obviously, we have to go through what we need to to make sure that we're putting a good product out there for you guys. But go in there and look at it. I mean, we already have a couple released right now. Um, you know, one is a preview over the uh, NFC South. We have a dynasty strategy guide on there. And then, as I said, we have, we have more that are going to be coming 
uh, over the next few weeks. So we have a lot of content loaded for you guys. Um, always go and check it out. There's always going to be something new. Our entire team's always going to be putting it out there on social media uh, when something new is released, whether it's a podcast episode or a new article for you guys to read. Nice. And and along with the website, hey, we got a couple membership offers and it's just honestly just to help us out uh with equipment software and stuff like that all the money goes right back into the podcast it goes right back into the websites um but our basic is the e-nation bronze and basically it's five dollars a year we're talking five dollars a year we're talking 12 months we're not even talking a fantasy season and basically you're invited to our facebook page and i'm telling you that is some of the craziest shit you're going to see it's going to keep you entertained that's all i'm going to say about the five dollar membership in my opinion, that's probably one of the better ones. But the best value is $30 a year is our draft kit. Now, I'm Don, Dale, Don, Jesus, Dale <laughs> is keeping this so under wraps that we, a lot of us haven't even seen this draft kit. And I, it's going to be amazing because last season's, um, I know I used it on multiple drafts and it, and it helped me through a lot of time. So if it helped me with someone who's got, you know, four plus years in the, in the fantasy industry, it's going to help all y'all out. So make y'all eat nation winners. So look at the $30, you get the draft kit. We have bonus shows, a free shirt. Make sure Dale gets you that free shirt. Cause Brito loves getting away free shit. It's his favorite. It's and his then favorite. we have the $50 a year, which you get all that. And then you get two Skype calls when you're getting ready to draft. One will be a pre-draft to kind of get you set up and get you in the mood, get you hyped up. And then the second one will be during the season whenever you need help with waivers or something like that. Now we have our, we're limited on how many we're going to give away, but we got our Eat Nation Platinum where you have everything else. You also get the Skype calls. Plus we get to do a 15 minute recap of your draft. So we'll do analysis and we'll interview with a commish to make sure everything's straight and ready for that season. So Hey, these, these memberships are awesome. I'm telling you, they're going to come along. They're going to get everything done. They're going to make you successful during the season. So, hey, don't hesitate to grab one of these memberships. On to some fantasy news. Yeah, yeah. Now, I wish I, I wish I had a drop for that. Anyone got any weird noises? Everyone going to die. Here we go. Brandon Marshall, Steven. Why don't we talk about Brandon Marshall going to be a Seahawk? So Brandon Marshall going to Seattle, not really much there. What he, what it does do is it gives him that that big body wide receiver uh, to kind of help Russell Wilson out while he's running around behind that offensive line. You know, he had that in Jimmy Graham last year. We obviously seen him go away and he's over in Green Bay now. You know, they have other options there. I mean, we've talked about Tyler Lockett for a few years. Jerron Brown went there. Doug Baldwin's still there. But Still, you know, you get in the red zone. You need a you need a ball to throw up and hope somebody's going to go up and get it. That's what Brandon Marshall gives you now. As long as he stays healthy, that'll be great for him. But if he continues to see uh, health issues, I mean, just what happened to him last year with the Giants, then that's going to be a problem. So it's a one year deal, nothing major. Uh, I don't think he's going to be really fantasy relevant. You could pick him up and hold on to him uh, for a wide receiver three you know, possibly flex spot, you know, especially during the bye weeks. So he will give you some value there, but I wouldn't go picking him up and expect him to be like a wide receiver too, or anything like that. Yeah. But John picked him up in our league. So yeah, I, I, I don't mind. It's a flyer pick, right? And I'm weak at wide receiver. I have a lot of rookie wide receivers. And so if he makes it, he's one of those guys that 
He might not be on my roster by the time the season starts. He might not be on the Seahawks roster by the time the season starts. He didn't get paid very much money, and it's very low on incentives. So if he makes it, then, you know, he's a possible flex play. He's not the type of guy that's going to win you a fantasy championship, but he's a guy that could provide depth uh, in a worst-case scenario. So uh, try to balance out your huge upside plays with some guys that are going to be fantasy-relevant in week one and two, and that's kind of what he is. And so, you know, we have a 25-man roster in that league. I don't mind spending a roster spot. Well, wide receiver is something I don't have a lot of depth in, so that's kind of why I went with him. Yeah, it's no different than just taking that what the hell flyer on a rookie wide receiver or rookie running back at the back end of a draft. Same scenario. All right, fellas. I tried, but I can't do it. The NBA playoffs. Oh, you're just jumping in and out, man. I can't can't do it. Four seasons of the same team. Unprecedented. Never happened before. Best of the best. No. (laughs) I think it's garbage. Hot trash. The shittiest of shittiest. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? I, I, I cannot wait until these guys retire or LeBron goes to the Lakers because then the Lakers and then Golden State can compete and it'll just make the West a little bit easier. But, but see, it's just going to be a different uniform. Like LeBron's still going to be in the finals no matter where he goes. Like eight straight. Oh, he's a Laker? Eight straight, man. Look who he's with now. He's with Trash. He's with Trash. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm 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 opposite. I love seeing greatness against each other, and I'm not a big basketball guy. I watch the games, uh, but man, I love this. I obviously Golden State's heavily favored, but we're gonna see if LeBron can do something magical again, and I think that's fun. It's way better than James Harden uh, complaining and whining to the refs and walking off the court early. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I don't know. To me, dude, Shut to me, bumble. you have you have Houston, you have Boston, who are both up going into game six and it's just way too perfect that these teams Kevin Love came got out. Is that what you're going to talk about? Th- that Kevin these Love's teams injury? came out and ended up being in the finals for the fourth straight year. But hey, all it really did is just postpone the fact that, you know, once the series is over, whether Cleveland wins or not, which they probably won't, that LeBron's going to leave Cleveland and then yep. we're just going to see a repeat to win not one, not two, not three titles, right? So... And then we're just going to see everybody Seven. in Cleveland burning his jersey again. So let's just get the freaking story over with and move on. Golden State. All right. On to Doug Martin. On to Doug Martin. John, Doug Martin doing better than Lynch. What you Man, got? Um, so th- they came out and said that he's looking like the potentially the starting back there, um, taking more reps than uh, Lynch in that first team stuff. And, you know, you can take that for what you will. John Gruden's crazy, man. He, he's a crazy old guy that falls in love with players and he cannot see their deficiencies. Uh, he's always like romantically involved with his players. And he has just talked how much he loves this guy. I, I don't want a part of this backfield. I really, really don't. I have Doug Martin ranked as my number 50 running back um, in dynasty ranks. But to be honest with you, he's going super late and he's somebody that you can get free. He's going um, right around people like Matt Breida, Corey Clement, TJ Yeldon. And I just think he, he hasn't averaged over three yards a carry in two full years, uh, not four years because he's always injured or suspended. Like, just no, just just no. Can you imagine if they had Baldwin and Lynch as a dual running back in the backfield? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Boom. Did I just blow your mind? Are you, are you going to draft him higher You're now? talking about Doug Martin. Doug Martin and Lynch. I'm in talking the Doug Martin and Lynch yeah. sitting in the backfield right behind Carr 
You never know which way they're going to yeah, go. If you're in the Big Ten, then yeah, sure, that's cool, man. Like we, we don't, I, I'm we don't play Ten, that way Dick. anymore. And I understand like how they're building their offensive line. I love their offensive line, but I just, man, just no. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Are you a Pac-12 guy? I'm a Big Twelve guy, man. I'm a huge Longhorn fan, and so it's oh. hard to root for the Big Twelve. There's some pretty terrible football going on Austin, down there. I think we really blew John's but, mind is when you said, "Imagine having Baldwin." And Lynch in the backfield it was really Doug Martin and Lynch in the backfield. <laughs> totally I was a little confused there, but yeah, you be, that would be hey, an improvement. I'm the only one drinking I would tonight, so that happens. Doug Baldwin in the backfield over Doug Martin. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, that could happen. That's I could see the, uh, them falling in love and grabbing Baldwin. I cannot believe. Oh, every episode. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Steven, Teddy Bridgewater stands out in OTAs. Are you buying them? Uh, in a one quarterback league, maybe as a backup, it, we have to see how the whole thing plays out because you still have McCown there. They did draft Darnold, so it, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how the whole thing plays out. However, uh, he's really showing a lot of promise, and they really like what they see out of him there. So, you know, is he going to win the starting job and play, or is it going to be something that a team that really needs a quarterback? you know, especially if an injury happens during the off season here, that gives them a trade piece. It's really hard to say. Um, but depending on where he goes, if he stays in New York or if he moves on, not really sure what his fantasy relevance is going to be. He's somebody that I'm not going to go out in a dynasty league right now and pick him up on the waiver wire, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I think he'll be more relevant potentially in a super flex two quarterback league. But again, it's just something to keep an eye on. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of buzz about it right now, as far as that quarter quarterback competition goes. But again, ultimately, they did draft Arnold. He's probably going to be their quarterback of the future. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think the only way Teddy gets on the field is if McCown goes down in the first three weeks. Um, after that, I think it's going to be Sam Darnold's kind of game. And I could see Teddy Bridgewater being the long-term backup there, which is not a bad thing. That'd be amazing for him and the Jets. He'd be a very solid backup quarterback. But I don't think there's any chance that he's going to beat out McCown. They love what that guy brings. And it's his last year. They talked him into coming back. So it's going to be McCown. And unless he gets hurt early, I don't think Teddy's going to see the field. So you think he's going to be like the next Charlie Batch then? Yeah, and, and like I don't see that as a negative no, thing. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I, there's nobody that dislikes Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he doesn't have a strong arm. He, there's, there's not a lot there, but he's just, he's just an awesome, easy guy to root for with a great personality. Um, and he's, he brings a lot to the team just in his work ethic and kind of his story. I want him to make some money. That, that's basically where Honestly, I'm. Honestly, I was so bummed when his knee shredded on him. A couple off seasons ago, I mean, I think he could have very well done very well uh, in in Minnesota. And had that not happened, he'd still be there. And who knows where Kirk Cousins would be? The whole story would be different. But I really yep. like Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm just glad to see him back on the field, considering how significant yep. of a knee injury he had. Holy cow! Burrito could have called it if Bridgewater was starting for Minnesota. You know, he could have gone to be a Jet. So if you haven't heard that song that Brito did asking uh, Kirk Cousins to go be a Jet, uh, you have to go listen to it. It's on our YouTube page. But speaking of OTAs, hey, right now, 
Um, DJ Moore's got a lot of hype. Steven, do you got anything on DJ Moore and the hype that's surrounding him? You know, I, I mean, I saw uh, a one-handed catch out of him that was all over social media and all his teammates, you know, that everybody's calling him as advertised. You know, again, we've talked about the situation in Carolina. There's a lot of options there, so we'll really have to see uh, how that's all going to play out. Who knows what to, what to expect from Curtis Samuel. You still have Funches there. Greg Olson's back. Although, I was just looking the other day because I was really curious at what his age was, his contract situation and all that. I don't know how much more you're going to get out of Greg Olson, so there's going to be a shift somewhere. I mean, I'm sure he'll still be good. I'm not saying he's going to fall off the map or not be fantasy relevant. I mean, we've looked at a lot of tight ends play into their older ages. He's only in his early 30s, but... You know, there's there's going to be a shift, and if they really want to go to a passing offense, there's a lot of miles to feed there right now, especially with what we saw out of McCaffrey last year. Um, so you know, we'll see. I think there's a lot of hype about him, and I think that's all it is at the moment. I need to see a lot more other than what I'm looking at in OTAs. Yeah, I, I can't believe he's still going as the number one wide receiver in rookie uh, dynasty drafts. I just, I. I the opportunity is just not going to be there as far as volume goes. But yeah, he's going to be on the field. Uh, but again, Cam Newton's throwing the ball, so it's going to be a lot of screens, stops, and hitches. That's that's going to be about it. So, no, thank you, John. Why don't you talk about the Ricochet Rabbit <laughs> of the Indianapolis offense? Hey, if you don't know what Ricochet Rabbit is, hey, it's because you didn't live in the seventies or eighties. You need to go look it up. But I'm going to try the name Daheem Hines. Please don't. Don't not stop listening to the show because I didn't say his name I right. I right. So too. But Naheem, That's what I call him. That was good. <laughs> Even drinking? I give you a gold star. Ooh, man. I would At least you didn't be glad call to be him like Hines or something like that. You know, something <laughs> yeah. completely but, off uh, <laughs> Naheem Hines is a fun guy because he doesn't really make sense. He's super tiny, super fast, and beyond efficient. Uh, he's an amazing pass pro blocker and so guys like that you keep on the field people that can break plays they do not have a lot of receiving depth there and if this is a huge if andrew luck comes back he's going to be in line for more play time if andrew luck does not come back i don't i think he's going to be maybe third down back at best um but yeah I, i love this guy i think he's a sneaky pick that you can get pretty late in drafts right now and i am all in on Naheem Hines. i really do think that he has a crazy high ceiling just because of that pass protection and his speed. Like if he could get more than just the third down situation and Andrew Luck comes back, you're talking about a possible RB2. It's there. The possibility is there. Running backs with Andrew Luck always fare well. You could could basically look at a potential Sproles 2.0 right there. Is that really good though? I mean... Now, look at Sproles' situation, dealing with what he's dealing with in Philadelphia. He's coming back this season. He's going to be fighting for his job. Is that really what we're well, looking for? Well, not, not Sproles now, but if you look at what Sproles has done over yeah. the course of his career, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, look at it. Look, Sproles, Sproles came in the league with Frank Gore. Like, he's done it. Like, he <laughs> met Abraham Lincoln. You know what I mean? Like, he's been around. Nice. Right, hey, let's talk about Otay's a little bit. You know, we see everything on social media. You know, there's a lot of hype going around these rookies are doing all this or doing all that. But how much, I don't know, stock are you putting into these OTAs? I mean, are you really getting ready for your drafts and stuff like that saying, you know what? Oh, man, they just talked about him on Tuesday. 
you know what? I'm chasing him this season. No, not not for me. I mean, you know, it's just a way for, you know, we're getting everybody on the field. You know, players that were signing free agency, all the drafts, you know, players that were drafted and all that stuff. It's getting all the shiny new pieces on the field and getting everybody together. You know, it's it's the very first thing coming out of the draft that everybody's like, oh, let's look at this guy. Let's look at this guy. Look at this. I mean, for example, DJ Moore, the one handed catch that was all over Twitter. OK, great. But what is he going to do with pads on and game speed? Right. So I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. Yeah, it, it, it's cool to see if there's any potential uh, chemistry that comes into play with new players and so on and so forth. But let's get into camp. Let's get pads on. Let's. Let's get out of the field and get to game speed, and then we'll see where these guys are really at. Yeah, it's almost like the combine for me. Like, it's there to validate uh, some of your early ideas. Like, Jarek McKinnon for the 49ers is uh, the beat reporter put out. Man, he's catching every single thing, and they're throwing his way a lot. Well, yeah, we kind of already knew that was going to happen, so you don't bump him up in your rankings. That is there just to validate the idea that we really thought Jerick McKinnon would have a lot of catches in Kyle Shanahan's system. So that's a good thing. Um, so you kind of look for just validation, uh, people with injuries in the past, how they're doing, how they're feeling. Um, if they've already like, again, Carson Wentz looks amazing. Um, you know, they've periscoped a lot of his workouts and that knee doesn't seem to be an issue. He's got a brace on it, but he is, he's bouncing all over the place and he looks good. Same with Deshaun Watson. So you, you look for validation and you say, all right, this is cool. Andrew Luck, comes out man he looks like he's a freaking professional bodybuilder if you haven't seen him but he's still not throwing the ball so you got to pump the brakes on him and if it, it kind of reasserts where we were at on him that he is still a giant question mark and that's what otas do man i'm so glad you brought up andrew oh, Luck. dang it so this week i did a little bit of research and Why? i was hoping so I didn't find anything on Vegas about Andrew you just Luck. Find reasons next to time hate Andrew Luck. I know he's such a nice guy. Like, what did he do to <laughs> he you? Purposely researched it. Listen, yeah, because you know he's he's on a commercial that says a caveman can do better than Andrew Luck right now. So, <laughs> anyways, Andrew Luck hasn't thrown in a what did I say? Uh, five hundred and thirteen days. Last sleep year. Yeah, last sleep year. I think. Yeah, yeah, five hundred sixteen now. No, yeah. No, Austin's arguing with up. himself, and I freaking love it. <laughs> no, I'm just mad <laughs> no, because yeah, I don't no, have the stats yeah. in front of me. So, but basically, hey, the over-under, will Andrew Luck throw a real football before preseason week two? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in because I want to be in because I'm not a hater. And uh, James Harden still sucks, and I believe in Andrew Luck because he makes oh, me happy. How the how we got, I got to bring James? How I the like hell do you I bring like James Harden to that? Oh, I'm I know saying, why because yeah. Austin if, if you are, hates that's Andrew exactly Luck correct. more than life. And that is John, right. That was I'm John sorry. That was just Harden. a jab at Austin. Uh, it, James Harden's fine, but it pisses Austin off, and I, that makes me happy. I don't know why. It just does. So James Harden, <laughs> I'm on his wagon this season. Next season, I'm going after the Knicks. I'm on that bandwagon Jeez. because I've got a bunch of Michigan boys. All right. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Mic drop. Peace, but bitches. Hey, exactly. Peace, love, and hair grease. But anyways, I mean, seriously, Stephen, what do you got on OTAs? Are you are you good on that? I mean, do you think Steve, do you think uh, Andy's gonna let Andrew Luck throw before preseason game two? Uh, if he's ready, yeah. I mean, he he needs the reps. He hasn't played in a long time. And if he's cleared and he's throwing and there's no issues, 
he needs reps. Now, whether they bring him in for a series or two like they normally would and then give him a little bit more in the dress rehearsal game, as we all see in the third week of the preseason, he definitely needs the reps. You know, you want to talk about researching. I just I I stumbled upon an article <laughs> where Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning had a competition or a conversation and Peyton Manning with his struggles with his neck and all that stuff. You know, again, reps, illegal drugs. Well, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, he just when he started with uh, when he got back in rhythm with Denver, he was not himself for the first couple of weeks. He needed the reps. And again, if luck is cleared, he's going to be on the field throwing the ball. All right. I don't know. It's not that I hate Andrew Luck. Yes, you do. I, I hate liar. No, I don't. You just argued with yourself I hate about it. What they did, <laughs> how they, how they, I don't know, pulled the wool over our eyes last season. It was dirty. It was so dirty. Yeah, but everybody, uh, everybody already knew that, and everybody was drafting them late, no, just like they did this year. No, well, if you no, they did not. If you didn't draft them late last year, then shame on you, dude. Most people drafted them early last season. Well, then that's not my problem. You're getting it twisted. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> obviously not because that's 2017. <laughs> but I'm not touching them 2018. Awesome. So great. Hey, it's all about brisket. I'm all about the brisket. So, all uh, right, moving on, moving on, moving on. So, hey, Stephen, why don't you talk about the listener league? It just finished up. Which teams are you high on, and which teams are you going to make fun of? So this draft was a great time. Um, again, really good group of guys from all over the world, right? And, and this draft was every bit as fun as the one that we had internally, and. This league is actually very well balanced. Um, while you guys were talking about your hatred for James Harden and Andrew Luck, I was just scrolling through and looking at him. And, you know, obviously I love my team, but there's, there's a lot of good balance in here. I really don't see anybody, anything lopsided at all. You know, everybody's got a good start for winning now and for no the future. Team. Uh, and that, and that, I think that says a lot to all those guys listen to us and yeah. they've kind of gone through the mistakes that other people have made in our writers league. And you learn from that and you make sure that you don't set yourself up for failure and roster construction is such a big deal right now. And so that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And it, it sucked for me at times because I was like, all right, I'm going to get this guy over here. I'm going to get this guy over here. And then I was like, damn it. That did not go as planned. And, you know, as usual, you either let players fall to you or you adjust to the situation at hand. So it, it was actually it was a really good time. And I, I think everybody uh, enjoyed going through that draft. And I, again, I think everybody has uh, a good starting point and this is going to be a competitive league. OK, let's move on to some uh, trades that happened or was discussed this week. You know, Stephen, before we talk about our trade, I'm going to call John out on air since he called me out Let's last, go. last week. Let's go. So, oh, man. So I offered John, uh, I offered him his favorite quarterback of all times all time. outside of Steve Young. Oh, Joe Montana, you know, brother. For, Bump the brakes. <laughs> no, Steve Young is so much better than Joe Montana. Stop. What the fuck? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So I offered him his Jimmy G who he's, he's been chasing after for a while for Anthony Miller and Lamar Jackson. John, what say you? Man, so it's not a bad deal. Um, I, I, I love Jimmy G, obviously. The problem is I have Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson as my dynasty quarterbacks, and this is a one QB league. So am I willing to depart I, with, I, I would prefer Jimmy G to Lamar Jackson for sure. 
Um, but am I willing to give up on Anthony Miller, who I am very, very high on? And I think that he has potential to be a huge volume play for uh, the next couple years for a quarterback that I'm not going to start this year. I'm going to start Tom Brady over Jimmy Garoppolo almost every situation. And so is that something that I want to do? And it's not. I do not value quarterbacks in a one QB league. Um, it would be different if I didn't have Tom Brady. If I had somebody like uh, Stafford or Philip Rivers or something along those lines, then I would do this trade. But right now I have my Tom Brady for the immediate time and Lamar Jackson, who I think has crazy upside even more than Jimmy G just because of his rushing ability for fantasy purposes, not actual quarterbacking. Um, so that that's kind of why I stayed. Um, it's not a bad trade at all, but I'm not going to start Jimmy over Tom Brady this year. So that's why I kind of pumped the brakes on it. So it scares me to say this. I'm not going to everything because, you know, I love Brady. <laughs> Anyways, if if was a fifth and Brady went down and Jackson wasn't starting, what are you going to do? You had Jimmy G sitting there on the bench ready to go and. You you have a great backup for Brady right there. So, and another thing too is on top of that, if I offered you a running back instead of a wide receiver, do you think you would have looked at it a little more? Uh, maybe because I'm very strong at running back with my team. But here's what I would do if Tom Brady got hurt: Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Tannehill, Joe Flacco. All those guys are still on our waiver wire. Um, and so the scarcity is Armando not loves there to pick up quarterbacks. Well, is he going to pick up seven of them? Probably because he he's not great at dynasty. And I hope he does. <laughs> um, I love you, Armando. I hope you, I really hope you get mad about that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, that's okay. That's okay with me. Like, um, there's going to be somebody there. Um, and if Tom Brady goes down, yeah, I'll be starting Brian Hoyer, man. The fighting Brian Hoyers. <laughs> Oh, yuck. I'm not, that was so a joke. Bad. I'm not so starting dirty. Brian Hoyer. That was an absolute joke. But th- there's there's lots of replacement value out there right now. And so, I, I yeah, if, if he goes down, then this trade would have worked out for me. But I'm not planning on that. So I feel like a high-priced whore because I was chased after earlier this week <laughs> for one of my running backs. So, Stephen, why don't you talk about the trade that you offered me? Well... Yeah, you're definitely a high-priced whore. Um, nice mid-level. I, I, I threw the damn book at you, man. I, I mean, I was offering... I'm pretty sure the offer was... Because we went back and forth on it. It was... I was giving you Delvin Cook, handcuffing uh, Lat Murray with it. Uh, hell, I don't know. Kamara. Kamara was in there. You wanted my... And then on top of it, you wanted my first-round pick. You were asking for a second, which I don't have. And then you wanted my third. And I was like, Jesus, Lord, I might as well give you my first child. And then that won't even be enough. So what were you trying to get? Saquon Barkley. You offered Kamara. I wanted I just wanted to see how high you would go. I wasn't going to do it. I just wanted to see how high you would go. <laughs> That's, oh, messed up. That's wrong. <laughs> well, that is no, wrong. So dirty. I, I just wanted to see like, you no. know, I know I made him. I made him an offer like. I think my initial offer was like Delvin Cook, Lat Murray, and my first round pick for him, or something like that. And he's like, "Nope." Your, fir- your, was your first initial, your first initial was Kamara, and it was Dalvin Cook. And I said I wanted the moon. You wanted Co- he was Be- giving you Kamara and Dalvin. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you said no? Yeah. What the hell? From from that point, from that point, I just wanted to see how high it would go with it. I mean, Golly, I didn't man. I didn't That's I didn't insane. expect them. I didn't expect them. Steven, how high did I go? Well, I just laid it all out on the table. You were pretty damn high. But again, in a way, I almost can't fault them because this is a generational running back. You know what I mean? You're. I just wanted to so, see. So John's shaking his head right now for everyone who can't see. I, I'm curious of why John's shaking his head on Barkley. Because I look at Barkley as the Zeke Elliott coming out of college. Awesome. So. I don't care if he is Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I would take Dalvin Cook and Kamara over any other running back. Um, I have Saquon Barkley, my number five overall running back in Dynasty. I have Kamara eight. I have Dalvin Cook nine. I'm pretty high on both those guys. You mean to tell me I could get two top tier guys that are in their second year? They're both 22 years old. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would I would do that. That's just me personally, though. But but even if I said yes, he wouldn't accept it, obviously. Yeah, turd Steven. Backing oh, out no, of deals. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because if you would have said yes, I would have pulled the trigger on that. But when you said no, you wanted the moon, then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to see how high I can drive this price up just because I'm curious now. There was somebody else I was targeting on your team, though, that I really wanted. But I can't. I don't have the notes in front of me, so I'm not going to lie. Like I no. was willing to, I was willing to do, I was willing to, because when you're like the moon, I was, I even said, I said, I'm willing to pay, but, but I'm not high on Lat Murray this year. He's just, a, he's I don't just think he's going to be that to good. Cook, yeah, he's, but he's, you, he's, you were, you were yeah, kidding for one year. I got Saquon Barkley for the next three to nine years. Hey man, I would have hey done man. that deal, man. I would have done that deal, but I'll do any deal. Oh. That's just kind of who I am. Almost any deal. Except for quarterbacks. So you're the dirty whore. Yeah, I'm cheap, man. No, I'm the cheap whore. <laughs> okay. That's just right. what it is. And then the last trade I see down here. So we did have a trade that actually went through this week. Um, John, go ahead and talk through the trade that actually went through this week. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty minor deal. But the good thing about it is, man, it just shows what you want to do for your team in roster construction, you want to build something that's going to help both of each other out. So I traded again. These are back level guys. Uh, I was pretty weak at wide receiver after some trades for some top tier guys. So I traded away Jalen Samuels, the running back, the rookie running back for Pittsburgh and a 2019 seventh rounder to Steve for Jordan Matthews and a 2019 fifth round pick. Um, obviously, the ceiling for Jalen Samuels is insane next year and beyond because Le'Veon Bell will be gone, but I need immediate help. And Jordan Matthews is a type of guy that I could see as a flex fill-in, um, and you never know with New England. If for some reason um, him and Tom Brady get on the same page, and I was pretty high on Jordan Matthews coming out of college at Vanderbilt, I think uh, it could pay off immediately but probably not long term that's why we swapped fifth and seventh round picks uh for 2019 all right steven so yeah i mean there's really not much more to add to that but i mean my main thing that i was looking at is i had enough depth of wide receiver and the running backs i love my running back group and i have naheem hines as well as we talked about earlier but i'm looking at the situation at pittsburgh and everything that's going on uh with Le'Veon bell right now He's obviously Lev Bell, and more than likely, he's going to be the starting running back and play through the whole season for Pittsburgh. But, however, after this year, he is an unrestricted free agent, and he will be 28, I believe, and touches the ball 
anywhere between 250 and 300 times a season. So ton of mileage on them. I'm sure Pittsburgh does not have a very, does not have a very good history of dealing with players of this mentality and the <laughs> attitude and so on and so forth. So the fact that they've been going through all this crap with him uh, over the last few years, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at, you know, they're good. They're going to get what they got out of him. Probably tell him to kick rocks. He'll go get paid somewhere to finish out his career. And Connor is really nobody in Pittsburgh. They may draft another guy next year, but the talent level that Jalen, the, 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 the talent level that Jalen Samuels uh, is at, uh, his high ceiling, and he will definitely take that job over Connor if it comes down to it. And if Lev Bell does get hurt, he will be a guy that will see playing time immediately. All right. So if you got a trade idea or if you're worried about a trade and you just need some backup, Hey, reach out to one of us, John, where can I hit you up for a trade request or a trade yeah, it's, idea? It's getting pretty fun. I'm getting about four or five of these a day, which is, which is awesome. And I love talking through them. Uh, J L underscore Chapman, J L underscore C H A P M A N. Um, just shoot me a direct message. Even if, I've got it open to where even if we're not following each other, you can still send me a direct message and I will get to you. So um, it's a lot of fun and drafts heading around the corner and things like that. We're here for you. Steven, someone has a trade idea or a trade concern. We're going to hit you up Uh, on Twitter at SPEC 21. That's SSPAC21. Love talking trade. You can always uh, send a direct message to uh, the ESF page on Instagram. Uh, I'm on there all the time as well. So between those two, you know, whichever social media platform you you like the most, you can find me on there. Love talking trades. It's a great pastime for me. So I must suck because I have no any requests for, hey, who would you trade for? So oh. I guess I need to do well, some work. I know so, yeah. everybody in this listener league was talking to you. And not me during the draft, so I don't even want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> everyone loves my draft strategy, but no one wants to talk trades, so I must I must be doing something. Well, no, that's not, <laughs> we, we all bring different strengths to the table. That's kind of what it is. You got to figure out people that think the same way as you do or have similar mindset and hit those people up. Austin, you're a hell of a drafter. Oh, my draft was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. So... Hey, so let's get into the meat and potatoes. I'm stealing from the ESF main podcast, but looking at the expert consensus rankings, we're looking at some play, some running backs, not players, sorry, running backs that we are higher on than those rankings and lower on. And mind you, when we say expert consensus rankers, we're looking at guys that pretty much did their rankings in the month of May because Think about it. Got, you know, Hunter Henry just went down. So anyone outside of what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you know, they haven't really updated their rankings. And let me tell you, the rankings right now for Dynasty are slim. So if you're a ranker and you're listening to this podcast, you need to update your rankings, goddammit. So, <laughs> but let's, the uh, whole industry is put on blast by Austin, and I love it. Oh, it's, it's awful right now. I want to say there was maybe what, 13? And I'm a ghost ranker on there, man. I 
I update my rankings every single day. But guess what? You can't see them unless you ask me for them. So reach out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I did it, right? I did it. Dirty. Oh, God. So, Austin's out here selling his ass on the air. Look at that. I love it. Hey, it's better than editing podcasts, <laughs> damn it. So. Although you'll be editing this one, so. Hey, I love doing it. You just don't understand. I love doing it. The only problem I have is I can't listen to music in the background. So. Let's start with John. John, compared to the expert consensus rankings, only because I, I don't know why I love saying that, who are you higher on compared to them? Man, he, he's the guy that we've talked about a little bit, and that's Chris Thompson. Um, I love guys. This is weird to say, uh, one that I love guys, but also that I love guys you coming do. off injuries because I really think it depends on the injury that took place, uh, what time of year it happened, and what the rehab process looks like. So Chris Thompson is my number 23 overall running back in Dynasty, and the general consensus on him is 35. But he didn't have tendon issues. It was a clear break, clean break. I mean, he snapped his fibula. But he had surgery in December and he is already working out like the injury concern has to be out the window. Before this, he had two full seasons without missing a game. And he Alex misses QB now like I'm getting Chris Thompson and almost every dynasty redraft. And I love trading for him because you can get him so cheap right now. It's, it's not a sexy pick, but it's a guy that at worst case is going to be a perfect flex play because he just gets receptions out the wazoo. But, John, they brought in somebody really high as a rookie. Yeah, so. Guys who had four catches, like <laughs> just over four catches last year. like, um, And they've already come out and said he's going to be a first and second down guy. We love our third down back, Chris Thompson. Um, Jay Gruden, he runs a scheme where he has a first and second down guy and always uses a third down back, Chris Thompson. And they actually like using Chris Thompson on the goal lines as well. So he is a third down back with upside. I absolutely um, love Chris Thompson. But John, I like saying P Ryan because it says his name backwards. James. <laughs> I, I like that too. But Samaje uh, does not catch the ball well, fumbles terribly, and Darius Geis is there to replace P Ryan instead of there to replace Chris Thompson. So I love that the you are bringing up these issues because the casual fan, I don't think, understands kind of what's going on. Chris Thompson is there to stay. He's only 27 and he has been dominant. Damn it. I got P Ryan in like the 13th round. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, Steven, who are you higher on than the consensus? Joe Mixon. I mean, over the consensus, not by much. Um, I have Mixon as my number 13 and the general consensus is 16 on fantasy pros, but his best is nine, but his worst is 27. Joe Mixon's a talent and that's, he was drafted for a reason. I mean, he's, they have found that Cincinnati has kind of reminded me of Detroit. They have had a mixture of running backs to give them whatever it is that they need. As far as a guy that can be a goal line, be between the tackles, a guy that can come in and be a receiving back. Joe Mixon is all of that. He's a strong runner. He's a patient runner. Um, and I know Le'Veon Bell is kind of giving him shit because he kind of models his run game after him as far as on the patient side goes. But the guy is good. He has a lot of talent. And if you look at uh, what that offense did when they changed their offensive coordinator, uh, was it week, week six or week eight last year? They moved over to Bill Lazor, I think it was. Um, that offense did better. And Mixon actually 
excelled in that scheme with what he was running. So I expect a lot out of him. There's, there's a lot of muddy things out of the way. Um, and I, I expect Mixon to see a lot of volume this year and put up some big numbers and, and end up being potentially a top 10, 12 running back. Mm. But Steven, Steven, <laughs> you were ahead of me in the draft, but why didn't you grab Mixon before me? Where did, where did you draft him at? You got him in the third. Uh, like the, you got him yeah, in the third. 3.1. Yeah. 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 Sad that I know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, who did I take then? I don't even remember at that point. You went earlier in the second round. Um, yeah, because I went. I don't blame Because I went Kamara. I'm just giving a hard time. Kamara and Cook back to back, and then I didn't see another pick until later. Yeah. And so yeah, so, so I'll trade you both. Because I'm taking because I'm taking Kamara and Cook over Mixon. I can tell you that. <laughs> you wouldn't trade both of them for Mixon. Oh, Jesus. You know what? You can kiss my ass because he was in a part of that deal I was trying to make with you. You were asking for, you know, Hell, everything. Hey, you wanted Barkley and Mixon. Yeah, that's that's a heavy price. Well, you, that's wanted, right. you wanted every single draft pick of mine <laughs> with those with Kamara All right, and children. Hey. No. <laughs> no. All right. So we're fighting. So I went I dug a little <laughs> deeper. I didn't make it easy on myself because and I'm not saying that I'm like right alongside with the expert consensus because i'm definitely no expert in this situation i do have a strong understanding of how to draft and stuff like that obviously but my the largest uh what do you want to call it the largest differential between uh the consensus of myself was james white and no i didn't pick this guy because he's a patriot yeah, he did. he's 26 years old i'm not high in the guy i'm not saying go say. out there and get him What'd you say? I don't care what you say. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm not saying don't get him. And no, I'm not saying Sony Michelle is going to overtake his production either. But there's there is a possibility James White. They're going to thin the herd there at the Patriots uh, backfield. I mean, there's no doubt about. It. There's no way they can keep Sony Michelle, James White, Burkhead, Gilsley. The seven other running backs that are back there. And James White is Someone's staying. James go. White's not going anywhere. Oh, I know. He he's he's earned his yeah. spot. I got you. But I'm just saying there is the possibility. But so James White. So I have him at um number 40 running back overall. Or not overall, number 40, number 40 running back. And then overall, I have him at number 115. Consensus has him at number 52 running back. And number one, 167 overall. In my head, that's crazy. Because here's here's some names. I'm going to read off some names that are running back 40. And you guys let me know if if I'm I'm just crazy. So right now, 40, you can get C.J. Anderson. Would you take Anderson over White? No. Yes. Yes, I would. Okay. Okay. Jamal Williams? No. Yes, I would. Wow. Jamal, uh, Gio Bernard? No. No. Rex Burkhead? No. No. Ty Montgomery? No. No. Okay, see? So that's what I'm saying, is you're talking about somebody who has had zero fumbles. And we're talking about PPR, right? I am. Okay. Okay. We're talking about PPR. Over his overall seasons, he's been targeted 60 to 70 times per season. He's averaged between 7.5 to 9.2 yards per reception. So you're talking somebody that you can count on 
week after week as a running back one in a PPR format. Now, I'm not saying go grab him at a mid-round, but he's not a running back that goes in early 14th round or undrafted either. So it's safe to assume that this backfield will thin out. And with this possibility, hey, White could go. I mean, come on now. You know Belichick could, hey, he cuts ties with anyone except for Brady. So, I mean, any thoughts on? Go ahead. I just I just look at the fact that James White, for me, I've I've always loved having him on PPR rosters. Yeah. And he's always been a legit uh, RB3. Like, I, I love having him as, as, as that depth. He's my third and fourth guy. Absolutely love him. Really, nothing much has changed in that backfield. The departure of Deion Lewis. Yeah, LeGarrette, or no, not LeGarrette Plunt. That was a while ago. Jeremy Hill's been added. Um, but, okay, so Deion Lewis is gone. Jeremy Hill, completely different guy. Sony Michelle comes in. Sony Michelle is basically a Deion Lewis type guy, right? So not much has changed in the dynamic from last year. So I'm still expecting James White to be James White. And what he and what he's been doing. Yeah, I, I really don't think his role will change at all. He finishes the number 38 running back. Now, the problem I have is just the team that he plays for and New England. Um, James White was consistent. As I said, he finishes basically a flex play at running back last year, but he had four games under five fantasy points and he will disappoint you and disappear from games. Um so, for example, he these are his fantasy point totals starting in the middle of the season. He put up 15, 13, 10, and then he followed that up with one and then 2.5. Like, so there's it's very difficult to put him in your roster because, you know, there's going to be three to four times where he just pisses you the hell off. So that's why I would say, but are no. you saying don't draft him? No, I mean, no, no. where would I'm, you draft him? So at? I have no problem drafting him. It's just I I love consistency and that is what I value very very high. Um, if I pull up, let me see my rankings here of White man. I I'm but John, we're talking somebody that goes in the let's talk like the twelfth thirteenth yeah, round. I, I, Why would you not grab him? I'm there? with you. I'm with you. I, I have him forty three. I have him at forty three, right behind C J Anderson. So um, yeah, I, I like him. I just I usually don't target these types of backs. That's all. Okay. Steve, you got anything or we're moving on? No, we're moving on. I mean, everything that John just talks about right there, I mean, that's that's why I say James White as your your third and fourth guy. He's a guy that's gonna get you through bye weeks. He's a guy that yeah, if there's an injury on your team, he he's a guy that you could plug in and you're you're still gonna get some production out of him. So there's really nothing much more to add. So one thing one thing you guys didn't know about is during the Super Bowls, James White is very productive. Yeah. So he is definitely a running back that you can count on. I, I got it during the season. You, you never know what you're going to get. But s- somebody has to leave that backfield. I mean, we we all know right now somebody has to leave that backfield. I don't think they will. I don't, if it's anybody, it's going to be um, Sonny Michelle or Burkhead. But I don't think anybody's going to Michelle, leave Michelle, really? Yeah, the, why would you draft him in the first round? Why? No, Michelle is not leaving. Oh, I, I thought you said leading. I'm sorry. I'm from the South. No, leaving. Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking Burkhead and Gillisley are gone. Like, that's, I'm expecting that to happen any day. So, Gillisley for sure. But, 
ridiculously really? gone. He had, he had one fumble last season, and now he's the bastard child. Yeah, but so. they no, I mean, he wasn't even was dressed when he out. Blew up the first week or two last week, last year, and everybody's right. trading him at such a high value. The, my highlight of the year last year, I traded Gillisley and a third rounder for a 2019 first rounder. Um, right after week one last year, that was awesome. That was a, that was a good Chapman moment. Don't worry, we will have discussions about this, about trade high and sell <laughs> low, right. so don't worry, those are coming. All right, so let's move on to guys that we're not high on. Hey, um, John, who are you lower on as far as consensus? Man, my former 49er, Carlos Hyde. Absolutely do not want this guy on any roster. Um, I have him at 44, uh, the running back 44, and I still think I'm too high. I really want to move him lower. And, and the main reason why is just what happened in the draft. There, There's not a future that is there for him. Um, as soon as they drafted Nick Chubb as high as they did, what's going to happen? Duke Johnson is still there this year. Uh, I don't think Duke Johnson's role changes at all. So basically what we saw Isaiah Crowell do, uh, Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde are going to be splitting that. And Crowell wasn't that great anyway. He only had 200 carries. And I just, I don't think, I really think there's three running backs that could get pretty close to 100 carries each. And that is just, I want a guy that could possibly win me my league with that spot. And... I, I'm staying away. I do not want Carlos Hyde at all. So once again, I looked at my rankings and look at the consensus. And the guy that I am lower on the consensus is is CJ Anderson. Um, I'm definitely not hiring him. Um, the consensus have him at uh, 40, same spot as pretty running back 40, same spot as pretty much what I had James White and 117 over. I have him as my number 58 overall. Oh, wow. Or I'm sorry, fi- number 58 running back and overall 168. I'm not saying that he's not going to be productive. I'm saying he's not going to be better than Jay Stu. Um, he's only had one season over a thousand yards rushing. Um, he's been in the league for over five years. He's 27 year old. So you're only good for about three more years, which is crazy because who would ever thought he's 27 years old. That tells me we wasted too much time on this kid. Yeah. So and that bat and, and that overall offense is just overwhelming as far as targets. So, I do not see CJ Anderson being productive at a running back 40 level. So I bet, that, I bet you, I bet you Dale and Brito work out a deal for him. Cause Anderson, I believe sits on Brito's roster and yeah, Dale has a man love him. for CJ Anderson, just like Deontay Thompson. He's had so many injuries. Imagine h- hitching your wagon to those two. Ugh. Hey, God bless him. All right. <laughs> All right, so Steven, who are you low on? <laughs> oh man, a guy that I'm lower on is Alex Collins. Um the consensus has him at 19. His best being 15, his worst 32. Myself, I'm more on the back end. I have him at 33. And Alex Collins, for one, I like him. He's a hard runner. I think the guy has talent, but he does have a slight history of ball security issues. And the fact that he stays on the field is that running backs can't stay healthy for whatever reason in uh, Baltimore. Dixon is back when he's healthy. He's a solid performer. He's looked good Jam- too. Yeah. And he, ha- he has Allen. looked good. And Javorius Allen, Buck Allen, man, he, he's a third down guy and he's not, he's not a bad guy between the tackles either. So he's got the whole game himself. So 
it's it's too muddy there. You know, if guys get hurt, okay, yeah, his stock goes up a little bit. But if Allen and Dixon are healthy, they're really going to push him, especially if he keeps putting the ball on the turf. I mean, I don't know how many fumbles he had last year, but two. He had two. His last fumble was in week four, and 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 I know that's one of the reasons why Seattle let him go. So yeah, yeah I'm just I'm, I'm not that high on him. So he's like I said, he's at 33 for me, and consensus is around I think I said 19. So I'm always worried that Baltimore is going to bring someone else in. I mean, I say it almost every pod, but any day now, Baltimore is going to bring another running back in. So. Adrian Peterson. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's going to go down there, but we'll see. Or up there, right. but we'll see. Uh, fellas, it pains me to say this, but I hate always saying this, but it's time to close this pod out. Um, John, go ahead and drop some knowledge, something real quick, and then where they can find you. Yeah, again, just JL underscore Chapman on Twitter. I'm putting out some wide receiver analysis and video breakdowns. So stay on there kind of where I have everybody projected in their stats. I'm finishing up my projections for wide receivers now. So go check it out. JL underscore Chapman. Uh, nice. Steven and drop your knowledge and uh, where they can find you. So as always on Twitter at SPAC 21 S S P A C two one and on the ESF Instagram page. Uh, Keep an eye open, guys. I'm going to have some articles coming out on the ESF page, uh, Dynasty articles. You know, two of my favorite ones, actually, that I have loaded up and they'll be they'll be published anytime soon on uh, Mahomes and uh, Garoppolo. So uh, I have a few players that intrigue me. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. And again, as I said before, we, we have a lot of other information coming your way. All right. And you can always find me at AUSTN37 on Twitter. Um, always look forward to talking and discussing fantasy football. Uh, anytime you can find any of us on the Eastley fantasy webpage, we do have a page where you can contact us. So we always look forward to it, obviously, but on behalf of Steven, John and myself, y'all have a good night and win baby win. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.